I mean, all right, we are, we're right back at it. Sock stack episode number two. Uh, I'm your host, Liam Skivington. Today I'm joined by Mr. Zach Kelly. Zach, how's it going, brother? Good, man. How are y'all? Thanks for I'm having doing me. doing well, man. I'm, yeah, of course, of course. So, uh, Zach, super pumped to have you on today. Super pumped to hear about your entire journey. So I guess we'll just take it right from the top. You were undrafted, right? You signed as an undrafted free agent? Correct, yes. Tell me about how that came about and your mentality when your draft class passed you by. Um, well, I mean, I I knew that it was going to be a pretty tough road just coming from a Division two school. Um, so, um, and I, that was really the hardest part, just being at a D two in South Carolina. It's just for us, it was kind of hard to kind of get scouts there because when I'm throwing on a Friday night, it's like the area scouts can go to Newberry College or they can go to you know, South Carolina or Clemson, and um, you can kind of tell where they're going to go. Um, and so it was just kind of very hard to kind of get scouts to come. But, you know, the couple games that they did, it was obviously, you know, very clear that they were there because we only had about 200 people in the stands. And so, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, just a couple months through, you know, fast forward a few months and then, you know, I, I have the season that I have and it's, you know, to the teams that I had been talking to, it's like, you know, here's the body of work. Um, if I can help you um, and I can make your organization better, then, you know, take a chance on me. Let's get this thing going. And um, it was just kind of only a few teams I, I kept in contact with. And then, um, but it was pretty clear that Oakland um, was the most involved there towards the end, um, which was kind of funny because they were like the last team to see me and they only saw me, I think, once or twice. And, um, but, you know, on day three of the draft, the, the rounds just keep going and going and going. And eventually towards the, I guess, probably the 32nd, 33rd round or so, the the uh, scout that I had talked to, he texted me and said, um, I don't think it's going to happen. I'll call you after the draft. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I, I, I just played my last my last game and I had no idea. Um, and, you know, he called me after the draft. And, I mean, at this point, it's like, all this emotions is kind of setting in that my career is done, um, which is, was a lot harder for me thinking that it wasn't going to be done. Um, but he, you know, he offered me a $500 and, you know, a plane ticket to, to Phoenix. And so that was enough for me. I was excited. Going into college, Zach, did you have any D1 offers? Obviously it's extremely difficult for anyone to make the jump from collegiate to professional, but D2 to professional is even more difficult than D1 to professional, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yes. I, so in Virginia, there's division two baseball is not really a thing. Um, it's either pretty much either division one or division three. Um, and for those of you who do not know about division three, they are, they don't offer any kind of athletic scholarships and most of the schools are private and really expensive. And so um, that didn't feel like a, a very good option for me. Um, and once it ca- kind of came down, I, I, I wanted to just kind of get everything over with so I could stop dealing with it and stop stressing over it. Um, I, I had one D- Division One offer from North Carolina Central, um, who is no longer no longer has a, a baseball program. Um, they were down in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, they're HBCU in the MEAC conference, I believe. Um, and then, uh, Concord university, like, you know, obviously they offered me cause that's where I went. And so, um, just from a, 
from a playing time situation and just from a financial situation, you know, Concord was the best place for me. I, I, I've never been one to kind of get caught up in the, you know, D1 or bus mentality. Um, and so, you know, it was strictly where can I play and where can I, you know, where can I grow the most as a, as a player. Mm-hmm. So let's fast forward, Zach, to uh, spring training 2022. You get signed by the Red Sox. You go to spring training. What were your thoughts going into that? You had been released by the A's. You've been released by the Angels in the past. Uh, you didn't play in 2020. You had surgery in 2020. Yeah. What was your mentality going into that season? Um, I just kind of wanted to build off the year that I had in, in 2021. I mean, being in the position that I was in, it in this having the past experiences that I had, I think 2022 was the first time I went into spring training without the fear of being released. Um, you know, they have the guys that, uh, you know, the, the, that you call the Reaper, and he, he's the guy that you know if he comes and asks to, to see you, you know what's happening. Um, and so it was like, I mean, every year up until, up until that point, it's like I'm constantly looking over my shoulder for the Reaper. <laughs> um, but just kind of going off the – the year I had in 2021 and um you know I, I I re-signed with Boston before I could allow myself to get to free agency um just because you know I loved everything about the organization I felt like it was the best organization for me and you know just from a development standpoint and an opportunity standpoint and so I you know I I made sure I re-signed in that five-day span um and so in 2022 it was like it was my first year in big league camp uh, and if you remember in 2021, they still had all like the different rules about the COVID and stuff. And so when we were there for spring training, none of the big league staff or big league guys were there because they had the alts over a year. And it's like the first time that I'm meeting AC and, you know, all the pitching staff and all, just all the major league staff. Uh, and so going in, into 2022 the spring training, I didn't really feel like I had, you know, a, a good chance to make the team, but I felt like I had a, a good chance to, you know, make an impression to be an option, uh, during the season. Um, and I don't think, I, I think I might've tried too hard a little bit and tr- to do too much because I didn't really have that good of a spring and I didn't really show, show up that well, um, uh, in some of the games that I got an opportunity to pitch in, but, um, you know, I guess, once, once I got sent down, it was almost like, I wouldn't say like a, a relief, but almost just like a chance to kind of settle down a little bit and say, all right, you know, now let's get ready for a season. Now let's go pitch and um, just, you know, build on a, off another great season. What was your initial meeting with Alex Cora like? What was your initial impression of him? Um, I mean, I think it was just almost like, a, you know, an introductory. It's like, Cause I, he didn't know me. I didn't really know him. And so it's just, it was just kind of like, tell me the kind of picture that you are and the kind of picture that you want to be. And, you know, what do you do well? What do you not do well? And, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty standard stuff. Um, but I mean, I, I just kind of knowing him as a player and just kind of, you know, just hearing different interviews from him and just kind of hearing stuff from the guys. It's like, you know, the guy, no, he's he's been there before. He knows the grind. He he knows how to win. He's done that before, um, and so just you know, immediately a lot of respect um, for AC. 
So 2022 was your first time in big league camp, you said. Was there anyone that you, any particular pitcher or even player that you found yourself gravitating towards to pick their brains or even any player that kind of took you under their wing knowing it was your first big league camp, kind of showing you the ropes? Um, not, not, not too much. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. It goes back to, to 2017 and like just talking to the scout that signed me, um, he said, my best piece of advice is to keep your ears open and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that's kind of what I've been, what I've done. It's not like I'm kind of, you know, I guess really going out of my way to like some of the veteran guys and like, Hey, what, you know, what works for you? Because, you know, it's different for everybody. Like what works for, for somebody is not going to work for me. What works for me might not work for them. And so um, mainly just kind of watching guys and like, rather than going, you know, on bullpen days that I'm not throwing, like instead of just kind of going in and just sitting there on my phone in the clubhouse for 10, 15 minutes, I just go out there and watch the bullpens and it's like seeing, seeing what guys do, seeing what guys are working on and, you know, what adjustments that they're making and just like seeing like if it's a, you know, kind of an issue that I have, if it's an issue for them, what's their, you know, what's their fix and what are they trying to work on? And maybe that's something I can apply to my game too. Um, and so I wouldn't really say I'm the kind of guy that's going to go out of my way. Like I said, to go out of my way and just go up to different guys and just, you know, ask for advice 24 seven. But, um, you know, if it comes up in conversation or I, I see something from afar, I'm definitely willing to give it a try. Mm-hmm. So Zach, then you, uh, you start the season in AAA Worcester, right? And then you get the call to the big leagues. What was that like for you? Who gave, who told you what was the situation? I don't remember seeing like a, uh, you know, usually top prospects will get like a video um, on social media like that. I don't remember seeing something like that for you. Maybe I missed it. I'm not sure. No, I promised you that you you didn't miss anything that has my name, (laughs) has my name and prospects in the same, same, same kind of article. I promise that. (laughs) Um, but uh, when I was at, we were actually, I was actually talking about this the other night. It's like, you know, we had a pretty good, pretty normal system of like in triple A because we had so many relievers there. I mean, I think we had probably 13, 14 guys in the bullpen. So it's like, if you pitch on Tuesday or Wednesday, you're probably going to get a second outing that week. But if you don't like, you're probably, it's probably going to be your, your, your one outing a week. And I remember we were in Syracuse and I think I pitched on like Tuesday or Wednesday and just, didn't pitch the rest of the week and I was like I was I was mad like I was so mad and and you know we get on the bus after that Sunday game and I'm just like whatever I'm, I'm not happy I, I, I wanted to pitch and like I remember the game on Sunday was like a game that I would normally come in like it was a pretty close game late in the game and it's like this is my spot and I just didn't go in and so our about five minutes into this bus ride back from Syracuse uh, to Worcester, our pitching coach comes to the back of the bus, which he never really does. Um, and then says, Hey, Trace wants to see you. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I hope, I hope Trace is like ready to explain to me why I didn't pitch. Like mm-hmm. he wants to see me. I want to see him too. <laughs> and then he, I get all the way up to the front of the bus and he's hand, he holds out his hand. He's like, Hey, congratulations. You're, you're a major leaguer. And I'm just like, wait, <laughs> what'd you say he's like yeah you're meeting the team in minnesota tomorrow i'm like oh. now it makes sense and so like obviously like and like i think i think and like in my time i was walking up to the front i think our pitching coach told everybody else in the in the bus 
somehow because I turn around, I'm like, everybody's just like standing up, like banging on the side of the bus. And, uh, it was a cool moment. And so, you know, from there I just had to call my, call my parents, call my wife and call, call the boys and just let them know. Yeah. So then you, then you were on a flight to Minnesota, you got back to Worcester, then you were on a straight flight to Minnesota. Dude, I didn't sleep. Yeah. We got, cause I mean, Syracuse to Worcester ain't, a, ain't, ain't an hour ride. Mm-hmm. We didn't get back until like 10. I, it was like after 10 o'clock. And, you know, meanwhile, I, I lived like 30 minutes away from the park. I had to sit there and pack up all my stuff. I had to wait for all my stuff to get off the bus because we were on the road. So all my stuff on the road was dirty and I had to get out all that stuff, pack it, and then go back to my apartment in Marlboro and had to, cause I just had a week's worth of laundry. I had to wash all that. And like, by the time I did that, it's like, it was like two or three in the morning and I had to, I had to be back at, at Polar Park at like five something to get a shuttle to the airport with Ort. And I'm like, well, I got about two hours until I had to be on the road to Worcester. I'm not <laughs> going to sleep. I'm not taking the chance to oversleep this because I, I have, I'm not going to say any names, but I have heard about people that have overslept their flight for their debut, and I will, I wasn't going to make that. A, I wasn't going to have any chance of doing that. So I, I Zach, I, I could not imagine that feeling of oversleeping for a major league debut. Oh my God. No, I, yeah, I couldn't either. <laughs> I couldn't either. And like, also it's like as tired as, as I was, I was like, I was so wired and just like, I, I wouldn't, I probably, it could have been 11 at night and I probably wasn't going to sleep anyway, but just the fact that it was like three in the morning just kind of made it a little, little bit of an easier decision. Right. So you get on the shuttle, you get on your flight, you get to Minnesota. Did you pitch that first day you were at with the big league club? I pitched the first two days I was up there. Yeah. Okay. So what was that like when you, when you finally got like the tap to go in? Um, I think like everything leading up to it was just a lot different than anything I'd ever been used to just because like, you know, just kind of, being interviewed with by the media it's like i'm like a nobody i've never been <laughs> interviewed in my life uh and then you're like doing that and like i remember because we didn't have the pitch com in AAA at this point but they had it mm-hmm. bigly, so it's like the first inning i'm putting the pitch com in my in my head just so like i know what it's what it's like and then i don't remember what inning i threw but like all of a sudden like it, they the phone rang and it was you know i i had the next inning and um like honestly, from there it was like baseball. It's like all right now, like this is cool, but like now I, you know, I have to, a job to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think running in to the stadium, I like I caught I I I I looked up. They said they said don't look up, but I looked up at the stands, <laughs> uh, a little bigger than I'm used to. And then I think I think once like I really settled in was uh, the third pitch because I went two zero on the first guy, and then. I threw a my third pitch wasn't even close to the zone, but the umpire gave it to me anyway. So once like I got the first strike call, it's like all right, now we're dialed in. Now let's go. Um, What's going through your mind, Zach, as you're running out from the bullpen and then finally taking that mound? Like holy crap, this is the freaking big leagues. <laughs> it's, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's like this is like this is the show. Like this is you know this is everything that I've been working for my entire life, and now it's like. Now it's here. Um, mm-hmm. 
but at the same time it's like you get it's like one and like on one hand you have that and like on one hand it's like you're a pitcher you play like this is what you do like it's 60 feet six inches the stakes are a little higher but like you're throwing the same ball the same the same zone the same distance like this is your job and so um it it honestly wasn't as nerve-wracking as i thought it was going to be um like which is good because like the last thing i want to do is (laughs) be out there with my leg shaking right right all right, Zach, I, I'll, I'll skip forward to this part quick because you kind of just opened that door. When you came back at the end of last season, there was a video going around of you that I did not miss of it looked like you in the bullpen taking what could have been a dry scoop of pre-workout before you came in. Is that, can you tell me a little bit about that? That's a daily. That's an every day. Okay. Even, even before the gym? No, just in the bullpen. Just in the <laughs> okay. bullpen. What's your go-to uh, pre-workout? It kind of depends. It's usually either because we all we're only limited to a few certain kinds that are right. certified. Um, P four P four is usually the go-to. Um, I'll, okay, I might dabble with some C four every now and then, but you know, nine times nine times out of ten, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with P four. It's probably I'd say it's probably about the fourth fourth fifth inning. I kind of read the room a little bit, and it's like. I, I, I go double scoop, double dry scoop, and then let it rip. And then that's when I start my routine. Okay. So it's not, you don't even know necessarily if you're going to be coming in the game. This is just, no. the, you're, you're staying ready. So you don't got to oh, get yeah, ready. That's like, that's like part of the routine. Like whether, like, I, you know, if I'm going in or not, like, I don't know, but the, if I don't go in, I'm, I'm still, I'm still fully torqued on some P4. <laughs> Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, Zach. Okay. So you, uh, made your day, uh, made your debut in 22. Then you make the team in 23. Unfortunately, shortly into your, uh, tenure in 23, you got hurt, you injured your arm. What was the rehab process like for you? Uh, clearly you were emotional walking off the mound. Did you think at that point, like your career was over? Um, no, I didn't think my career was over, but like I did think it the injury was worse than it, than it actually was, and like it's just like all of a sudden that you have all these all like everything in your head is like about the season and like you know all like what you know what you want the season to be and um just all of a sudden it completely flips to you know exactly what's coming your way with all the rehab and like you know, like, you know, within like the next week, you're just pretty much going to be on a one way, on a one way flight to Florida. And like, no one wants to do that. Um, like honestly, the rehab process wasn't that bad because it was just like a nerve and, you know, it wasn't that invasive of a surgery. Like they just had literally just had to go in and and reattach the nerve. Like everything was healthy. Elbow was fine. It just nerve wasn't where it was supposed to be. Um, and so I think like the rehab process was just kind of, letting it settle back in and so i mean i couldn't really i couldn't lift like the first i think two or three weeks and then once i did i just kind of i probably i kind of let it rip a little bit i think i you know there's definitely days that i kind of maybe pushed it a little too hard um Mm -hmm. but i mean all in all just it was pretty smooth sailing um i wanted to be back in four months that's what i was told uh so i wanted to make sure i was back in four months and I got surgery on May 2nd and my first rehab outing was on September 1st. And so I beat it by a day. 
Um, but just everything went as about as smooth as it, as it could be. How relieving was it for you, Zach, to actually get back on that mound and get a couple outings underneath your belt at the end of 23? Uh, it was huge. Uh, and that was like my biggest thing the whole time. It, Cause I knew like the time frame that, that I was going to be back, I guess, available and that I didn't really have any room for setbacks. And like, it kind of got down towards the end of the season and like, you know, I, I credited them because they, they could have easily said like, Hey, you know, it's the end of September we're we're out of the race. Like there's no reason to bring you back and like push it. Like, let's just, you know, focus on the health. But like that, my biggest thing was not wanting to do that because like I said, it was, you know, I got, I was back starting my rehab assignment in four months. Um, and so I guess it was probably four and a half months from surgery to back in the big leagues. And like, if I wouldn't have had those two outings, I would be going into the off season thinking like, what, like, if, am I actually healthy? Like, can I actually pitch in a big league game right now? Like, and it turns a four month injury into, you know, almost a year injury. And, um, that was like my biggest thing. Um, and just wanting to kind of put that, the whole thing behind me as soon as I can. And, um, you know, I've, I've had a normal off season now. And so like, I can't, I, I can't imagine if I wouldn't have gotten back to those two, how this off season would look just because I think just mentally I would just be going back and forth of like, you know, it, am I actually healed? Like I feel good, but like, what can I do in a, in a game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't really know how your stuff is going to play until you see how it plays, right? Right. So, Zach, now that you've had this fully healthy um, off season, what specifically have you been working on uh, within your arsenal? Um, a lot, <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot. I, I, this is the first off season that I haven't shut down my throwing right after the season, um, and that's you know mainly because I took, I took two months off during the season. Um, mm-hmm. and so I went, I went the whole time and, um, you know, they gave me a, ch- a kind of a, a choice to make whether I wanted to go play winter ball or if I wanted to kind of do some off season work with, uh, with tread athletics. And so I, I chose uh, to do some off season work with tread. Um, and a lot of it has just been kind of, um, I've been doing a lot of long toss trying to, you know, get my, my shoulders stronger and just trying to get a little tick up in some velo and just kind of, kind of changed my fastball uh, movement profile a little bit. Um, I think over like the last two years, I've kind of went from, you know, more of a vertical profile profile to more of a horizontal profile on my four seam. And so I'm trying to kind of revert that back to what it was. Um, and then um, kind of my little slider cutter hybrid thing that I've been throwing what is that? Can you clear the air? What it, what what exactly is that? Straight from the horse's mouth. Straight from I call it a slaughter, and basically, slutter. basically it's because my changeup has been like my my pitch, right? Like my whole career, and so it's like if I can get my changeup to go 18, 20 inches to the right, like I just want something to go to the left. Like I don't care mm-hmm. if it's two inches or, or eight inches. So I call it a slaughter. It's it. I, I, I personally, I, I think like, I have to think uh, I'm throwing a cutter or else I'm going to get on the side of it. And it's not going to be a good pitch, but like, and I, I know, I know what the profiles as a slider, but I have to sit there and tell myself it's a cutter or else it's not going to be a good pitch. And I, I pretty mm-hmm. much try to throw as hard as I can and just make it go left. 
but that that pitch is no longer no longer a pitch for me. We have gotten rid of that and made it a true cutter, and now I'm throwing a sweeper. So you got rid of the slutter. You're, now you're throwing a sweeper and a true cutter. Yes, that's the that's the plan for 2024. How have you um, enjoyed the progress of developing these pitches so far? Dude, I think it, it the sweeper has been so much fun to throw, just because like I've always been such like a a heavy pronator, which is why I'm able to to kind of throw the changeup that I do. Mm-hmm. And the sweeper, you know, is the complete opposite. Uh, and so I didn't really think I, I could make make a ball move to like to the other side like that. And the sweeper is actually coming along a lot better than I ever thought like it, it could. Um, and I remember just we, we were. I mean, I so our last series in Baltimore was a Thursday through Sunday. I pitched on Thursday night, and then on Friday, I'm just sitting there playing catch with Nick Robertson. And he's flipping me his his slider. I'm like, dude, how do you hold that? And so like, he showed me, and I start. I tried to throw it, and it did not, <laughs> didn't work. Uh, and so like, I mean, for like 20 minutes that Friday and Saturday, I just sat there, and just threw them, and just because I was bored, honestly. Mm-hmm. And then they let me throw it off the mound on Sunday before the, the last game of the season. And I was like, well, it's not terrible. Like, it has potential. And so if I would have gotten in that Sunday, I was going to throw it the first pitch, but I didn't get in. Um, mm-hmm. But now, okay. like, now like it's, it's getting pretty good. Like, I think I, I just, obviously I've still yet to throw it to a hitter. And so I don't know what it's completely going to look like, but just looking at the numbers on it and the data and you know, I think it's going to be pretty usable. I love it. I absolutely love it, man. Zach Kelly, thank you so much for joining uh, Sock Stack. We will talk to you at some point during this season, and best of luck. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me.